0: Let's talk about make me, Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt.
1: Okay. So, hi. Welcome to Life After Debt. So, right now, we're going to talk about a devotional that you and I have both Mm -hmm. uh, read. So, we get a weekly, I believe, or monthly devotional from our church, and we both go to the same church, so this works out really good. And this week, it was prefaced on finances, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So, I thought it was something that we should probably discuss, you and I, and get down into it. Um, And that is that 73% of Americans, their number one stress is financial. Wow. And I read that and I was like, holy cow. It's incredible.
0: It is incredible. And I don't think it's insulated necessarily. We think it's just people that can't pay their bills or are in debt. I think it's just the overwhelming sense of never feeling like you're going to have enough or you are where you need to be financially. It's a sick feeling. It's a sick feeling. Mm-hmm.
1: It's crippling. Yeah. It's just so many. Well, the idea that you have 73%, so it's over half, and the fact that that is more, like, Amber, more important to people and more stressful to mm-hmm. people than their marriages, mm-hmm. than their kids, than the office, like what's going on in their jobs, right. than their own health. And you know, like part of those 73%, they have all of these stresses as well. But this one tops out. I think that is something huge that we just need to dive into.
0: Yeah, because, you know, we've had nutritionists on here. We yeah. know what that stress results in, whether it's emotional eating. I know when we talked with Nick when he was on the show and we heard how it affected their marriage and relationship. Yes. And, you know, he gave the statistics about people their age getting divorced and what that looked like with people with financial stress. And so it's such a joy stealer, um, but it's also a re- relational stealer. And I think that when you recognize— Stress to its core is fear, right? Right. And people function out of one of two places in their life. It's either fear or love. Mm-hmm. And so just that alone, when you look at stress, it's operating from a place of fear that you're not going to have enough.
1: Absolutely. Well, and then I think about that, and I think, my goodness, if they're having financial stress, mm-hmm. They are thinking that they probably can't make it at the end of the month, right? Yeah. So it could be that they don't have a job and they're worried about that. It could be that they're worried about putting food on the table. I mean, with inflation where it is right now, it could be a lot of different circumstances. But the idea is is that they're not prepared on a daily basis mm-hmm. to pay and live above above their means. That's essentially. right.
0: And I think having that reserve or having something tucked away for the rainy day um becomes so much more valuable and we have to take responsibility Agreed. as individuals but as also stewards like you know it says in the bible too much is given much is required Agreed. and i think there's a an underlying theme of discipline that has to come into play mm-hmm. that you're a good steward of the money that you're getting you're not spending every dime yeah. on a weekly monthly basis but rather putting it away knowing that It may come a day to where you need it. And so to avoid yourself living in the state of fear slash stress, you have that to fall back on for those seasons. So it doesn't mean it's permanent. And I also want to say Mm -hmm. something to that too, because I think we look at people uh, who are stressed about finances as just those who can't pay their bills. Right. That's not the case. Mm -mm. It's actually for people also, let's say that they're accustomed to making, you know, I'm, I'm speaking just facetiously, but sure. you know, if they're used to making $100,000 a month and they go down to $75,000 a month, to them, that's stress. Exactly. Right? Because it's something different than what they're accustomed to. And so a lot of times, and I've had seasons in my life, Ryan mm-hmm. and I both, we have these conversations all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can go and walk through a season and either walk with faith knowing that, look, if you look back at our previous history, we know God's brought us through. absolutely, And had his hand on everything that we've touched. He's the reason we've been successful in life. It's not because of Ryan and I and what we've done. Exactly. Right? So why are we doubting or why do we wake up every day with this underlying, like I've told you before, I will literally wake up every day and pretend I have nothing. Yes. And that's how my mind functions. And so I operate from the place, it's called a survival mode, to where I have nothing. Why? Because that's exactly how the enemy can get in front of you. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, and preparing for stuff is so important. So, I think when a lot of times when we're thinking about these 73% of Americans, obviously they're not prepared, mm-hmm. and they're not, pre- or some of them have prepared, and sometimes you just can't be prepared perfectly, right? That's right. Uh, some things kind of hit you from the side, and whether it be a medical thing, I mean, who knows? Like, there are, there are, you know, there's things that happen along the way. But during that, if you can be prepared, you know, all the better, and a lot of people say, "Well, where do I, where do I find like, where do I find information or learn h- how to be a good steward of mm-hmm. my money mm-hmm. and ha- how to get on the right track?" And this devotion, I think, mm-hmm. says it all. And that is, is that there's twenty three hundred verses. I didn't even know it was that many. Wow. Like, when I read this, I was in awe that the topic of money is—it's very important in the Bible as well. So there's 2,300 verses that talk about money in the Bible. And I saw that, and I was like, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That means God wants it talked about, and He is going to give you a guide in what to do with it.
0: That's right. So, and it's like He knew ahead of time yes. that it would be something that we all rely on, but mm-hmm. what it can't become is something that controls and dictates who we are on a daily basis Absolutely. in our relationships, in the way we deal with people, in the way we think and see the world, um, because it can it can cripple a lot of people.
1: Absolutely. And fear is not of God. No. You know, fear is not of God. That is That is a lie. It's just not. But you know, even though you can have a fear, like when you take the action to move forward out of that, mm-hmm. that's when like this seventy three percent. Like I'm talking to you, I'm talking to where I was at one point, yeah, right? Me too. Uh, I think when you look at that, if you can get yourself into action and moving forward, mm-hmm. that's the kicker. And reading the Bible, obviously, right here, right. is saying that that is one of the you know wealths of knowledge of where you can find this stuff, where you can find out what to do, how to be a good steward. Um, I, I just loved this, I loved it. I loved it.
0: Well, I, I don't think it was by coincidence that it came up I don't today either. for us as I know this was on our list of topics. And I think, you know, knowing and recognizing that it, especially people who are in debt, there's sure. no such thing as credit or prison. No. Like and if you remove that fear, if the fear is if I don't pay this, then, right? It's if right. then if you can remove that and recognize there's no such thing as credit or prison. They can't do anything to you. It's unsecured credit card debt. Yep. Breathe. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> right? And I think if they just know, look, it's okay. You, If you have enough to make it through today, tomorrow is not promised. It doesn't mean you should not save. But why would you waste the whole day today stressing about your current – event of affairs, when there is a big world out there and compare yourself to some of these other people in other countries Mm -hmm. that can barely, you know, know where to get water that day, it really isn't as bad as we put it on ourselves.
1: Absolutely. And I think my big thing is, and my big takeaway that I would recommend to anybody is, and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just a mom. I'm just a business person. So like, you know, I don't know at all, but what I do know is if you're moving forward, Mm-hmm. You're going in the right direction. That's right. Right. So if you move backward or if you freeze and stand still, which a lot of us want to do at certain points in life, right? Yeah. But if you do that, then you're not you're not getting anywhere. Right. You're not making any type of point to get out of that situation so I think a big thing for those 73 percent is you know go search it out mm-hmm. go search it out in the Bible figure out like what the, what does the Bible say about mm-hmm. it uh, ha, what does it say about being you know the lender mm-hmm. not the right yeah so uh, I think once you figure that out your goal is to just move forward pray about it and try to try to be out of stressing about it as much as you can.
0: And as crazy as it sounds, mm-hmm. I know in the seasons where I didn't really have a lot at yeah. all, um, I love giving. Yeah, I love giving to other people. Mm-hmm. I love giving to my church. I love giving to ministries that I feel like are making an impact. Sure. And there's so many promises in the Bible about giving Absolutely. and that God sees it and it'll be multiplied. And while it may not look exactly the way that you think it should look in the time wise, there's never been a season to where he hasn't provided four times. I mean, I can't even tell you so many times more than what I ever gave. And so it's not that that's the reason to give, but it's one of His promises in the Bible. So if you're in a situation where you're stressed out because of your debt, go give something to someone. Absolutely. Go go give something to someone who's really in need and watch how you're blessed for that, or give to your church, (laughs) or do something outside of yourself. It's a very selfish reaction, if I'm being honest. Yeah. The stress of finances. Oh, it is. It's a very selfish reaction. It's a very um also I feel like and I know this sounds maybe interesting to some people, but it's almost ungrateful.
1: Oh man. Well, you, uh you clinch, right? You, you try clinch. to clinch. and all of a sudden you're looking at every dime that that you, you know, that's going out and which is a good thing that you're actually taking accountability and totally. watching, but in that process You can almost become—I think we had it on one podcast that one of the ladies said—almost like a greediness and not on purpose or a selfishness just because um, you're you're constantly worried about yourself. So I agree with you on that, that go and do something for somebody else Mm -hmm. because it almost takes your mentality away from— uh, and the worry away, because all of a sudden you're thinking about someone else and you're worrying about their, you know, it's their biblical. Needs. It's biblical. It's yes. more blessed
0: to give than receive. Yes. So when you do that, it removes the, oh, I'm so worried about me. Right. Me, 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 me. Well, the truth is, is like you can walk away from that situation and immediately feel the joy of being able to bless someone else who you have no idea what their, their circumstances were, are, um, but the impact made. It will forever be eternal. And so, um, for me, I think that the stress that's, you know, the 70, what was it, 73, 73%, 73%? So much of it we bring on ourselves, just of self-centeredness and mm-hmm. all about us. Whereas if we got out of our own way and could actually see the rest of the world or other people who are truly in need, yeah. That it would change this. And as a result, you'd see, you know, uh, less depression because those rates are up. For sure, You would see people taking more care of themselves, not eating fast food all the time and not like though, really reading. investing in their personal <laughs> health. And so it's just a trickle-down effect. I, I want to share this story because I, for me, I'll never forget it. Um, I, you know, I've had conversations with people and this one in particular just uh, it rubbed me the wrong way. And it was, you know we're good right now. We, we have a million dollars, but our fear is that we'll outlive our money.
1: Oh, yes. I've, I've definitely heard the outlive our money. I,
0: I, I literally had to just kind of catch myself and look like, you know, there's two ways to approach things. I would be so grateful. You know, if you've saved a million dollars, great right. job to you. Yes, But the second thing is, is that it's almost like looking and saying, you know what? That just wasn't enough. We need more, or I'm done. Uh, or I'm done. Yeah, and and so it to me, it's it's like such an attitude of ungratefulness to walk into it, and that's just self induced stress. You're stressing out because you're afraid you're going to outlive your money. I'm so sorry <laughs> to hear that. Like I have no sympathy for you. You
1: created, right? Right? <laughs> exactly.
0: So, and I know that's not the case for everyone. No, but these are lumped in the seventy three percent. It ranges. It ranges from people struggling to put food on their table to those people who have money, but they're just scared they're going to outlive
1: it. Yes. Well, and when I think about those people, I'm wondering, like, you talk about so directly, right, you're in financial need. But indirectly, as you were talking about, how is this trickling down on your marriage? Mm -hmm. How is this trickling down on the kids? Mm -hmm. How is this trickling down on family and friends? How Mm -hmm. is this trickling down on your job and you not being able to perform the way that you should be able to perform? How is this trickling down on your health? Obviously, we have talked about in the past about the eating and like the indulging and the cookie cakes and the double stuffed Oreos. (laughs) And (laughs) when we get to, and for those of you that did not and watch that episode. You should definitely go and watch that. But we talk about how um, even even us, mm-hmm. like even you and I, mm-hmm. how we get stressed, and mm-hmm. uh, whether it be over finances or anything else. And I'm a stress eater sometimes, right? And I would go in and just like double stuffed Oreos and like shove in my face full, um, because like you know stress is not easy. That's right. And I we always talk about how I don't reach for the carrot, mm-hmm. I reach for the cookie. Mm-hmm. So. These people, all the trickle-down effects of the 73% that are having these stresses, and that's just America, by the way. Like, imagine what it is worldwide.
0: It's it's just really sad to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, and to your point, because mm-hmm. you said imagine how it's affecting our relationships with our wives and our kids. Yes, I think kids are the beneficiaries of this stress, and mm-hmm. they're going to go into the world replicating what they're seeing in their own oh, families. And yes. I, I don't know about you, but as a kid— My dad was an entrepreneur, and Uh so he had his own business. Like, I never saw an extreme amount of stress when it came to paying bills or putting food on the table. So I can't relate with that. But I know that kids nowadays are seeing it firsthand, and they're hearing the conversations between their mom and their dad about not being able to afford to go on vacation or not being able to. And it's just kind of like this overwhelming sense of like, ugh, heavy, right? And then they're thinking this is normal, that this is how they're going to go into the world. So I think as a parent, we have a responsibility first and foremost Indeed. to protect our kids from this additional stress that truly they don't need.
1: No, and and it's not warranted necessarily for them, right? Right? right. They're just they're just getting it because, as you said, it's a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a whole different topic. I mean, that is like an episode in itself of how children have to deal with what their parents where are they supposed to go? I know. I mean, if they're and little— just they hearing can't...
0: those conversations, mm-hmm. what it does to you mentally, I can't really imagine or fathom, but we've had seasons. I sure. mean, I've told you, like, our story was like having fun with Dick and Jay in the movie. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> yes. I mean, roll up the carpet. We had a nanny that spoke no English. Yep. We're going to have to ship her home. <laughs> like, the mortgage industry died. We are broke. I, and goodness. so, I can remember those days when the kids were little— and it's like, okay, let's get dressed up and go in that wick line. Yeah. But the truth is, is even then I would make it kind of funny and like a Disney World trip right. rather than the stress of, you know what, who cares if we have to eat macaroni and cheese for a week because this is just a season. And, you know, it quickly turned around once we got our other company built. But um, it, that stress, we could have easily tacked that on. in the nanny stayed, by the way. I didn't have to <laughs> ship her home. No. But it truly was like the movie.
1: Well, I love the fact that you talk about that and you say that, you know, you told your kids because. Kids will pick up fear too, totally. Right, and I love the fact that you said it's just a season. It's just a season. It's just a season, and mm-hmm. that take a, You know, if the kids see that mommy and daddy are, uh, you know that that they're okay right. and that they will direct them in the right way, I know that that's like when we had our debt, we didn't have kids at the time. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that they they see that and they go, okay, if mom says it's okay, it's okay. That's you know, right. it's just a season, and that's. I think that there is two different ways of how. Um, you can either make it a learning experience for them of things, you know, hey, I'm going to work hard not to have this issue happen and stuff, but also my mom, you know, showed me how to get through it, mm-hmm. or it, you can come at it from fear. Mm-hmm. And that's what we talked about, I think, in, in this was talking about how fear and how in the Bible there's 23 different talks about it, uh, verses, and that's so important.
0: Well, and fear is a liar. Mm-hmm. It's so a liar. So if, if stress mm-hmm. is— the bottom denomination of it is fear, like fear is the the common denominator, then fear is actually a liar. And so if you are feeling stressed, you have to stop and recognize and actually pray over it. You know, I just read the book Chris Hodges wrote called Just Pray. Um, Such a good book, by the way. Mm -hmm. You need to read it. I think, you know, as a whole, just pausing and being specific in your prayers about the specific stress that you're experiencing that Mm -hmm. day. But, you know, something I didn't even recognize in the Bible, talks a lot about, you know, praying and also talks about the faith of a mustard seed, Mm -hmm. right? And I used to have this saying as a kid, I always used to say it. and, And there's actually some truth to it. I would say, if you believe, you will receive. Yeah. And I even started doing that with my kids at a young age. If you believe it, you'll receive it. And that's the faith I believed and stood on. And so, but even that, you know, Chris was saying in his book, he said, you know, that's great to have the faith of a mustard seed, but it also, we're instructed to go through seasons of prayer and fasting along with that faith. And while we pray, like fasting for me, a lot of people do it for dieting purposes, (laughs) but it's truly biblical that if we're feeling that Mm -hmm. amount of stress, one, stop, pause, and pray— but, two, go through it with prayer and fasting, and see what God reveals during that season for you and what happens after. And I think it's just quieting the noise Absolutely. of fasting that will allow you to hear and know what to do next to deal with the stress that is being inflicted on you,
1: yeah, when you talk about faith as great, you know, faith as a grain of mustard seed, that was something that, like when we went into, and it's funny you brought that up because it brought up the memories when you brought up that verse. but Um, faith, I would always say faith greater than a grain of mustard seed. Mm -hmm. God, give me faith greater than a grain of mustard Mm -hmm. seed that I can move the mountains through you. Mm -hmm. And that was always a big one for me when we were going through our debt, our, you know, our issue with debt. And when we were like kind of drowning at that point and lo and behold, he did. Right. And he, and he's good and he always does. And then when you talk about, um, when you talked about that in the Bible, I just, I started thinking about that and I'm like, my, my word. And now, my children, like I, the other day, you know, one of them was struggling with something and I said, faith greater than a grain of mustard seed, just, you know, so and I always say greater and I don't know, I don't, that's it so doesn't good. say that in the Bible, yeah. it says just faith as yeah. a grain of mustard seed, but I'm like, I want it greater, God, because right. I want more of you, you that's know, right. um, and I I want to do it better and I want, I want to do it as you would want me to do it, you know, so, um, but it, that was, that was always the verse, so that's pretty cool that you just brought that up.
0: Yeah. And I think if we replace the word and being stressed out with pray it out. Oh, yeah. Right. If we just did that one simple act, mm-hmm. how things would change and how it would calm our spirits and our minds because stress is a reaction to something. And so if we can recognize it as an emotion or a feeling and we can call it out and pray over it, then I, I truly think that the statistics would change, people's Absolutely. debt would change, their financial situation would change. And it sounds simple. I mean, I've been raised like that my whole life, but I still sometimes choose to carry my own stress sure. rather than pray about it. So, um, but I thought this was a great topic for me. I'm so glad you brought it up. The timeliness of it was just impeccable.
1: I, I love it. And you know, one more thing is on the uh when you were talking about um prayer and fasting, and that was a huge one that got me through as well. And when you brought that up, I'm like, that was a big one for Mike and I um still to this day like i love fasting because i feel like prayer takes you to mm. one level with god and then when god sees the obedience in the fast i feel like you just get such a more personal connection with him yes um and i had this lady that she was like an elder in my my church when i was growing up and she used to always tell me she'd say when you fast you know then the uh, heaven opens and god'll put his hand down on the situation mm-hmm. so i've always felt that like um taking fasting and taking it to that next level um, is a great thing. So prayer is amazing, and, and right. you should be doing it on the daily, of course, but, like, taking it to that next level. So if you are in a point in a season in life where you feel like it's definitely a season that you, you're you struggling and you're struggling with finances, um, as it said in this devotion, and you're struggling through, we we recommend, take mm-hmm. take it upon yourself, prayer, fasting, uh, Take it in. Pray yeah. it over yourself. Pray goodness over yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And I also would mm-hmm. even—we'll put the link on for Chris Hodge's book, Just yeah. Pray, because I believe that's such a great resource. It's an easy read.
1: Absolutely. I
0: loved it, Um, and I always like to put additional tools in my toolbox. Sure. Because stress is not—it's it, not confined to a certain specific individual. We all experience all it to some level. So— Thank you so much for bringing this right. today. It I was love great. being
1: on here with you. Yeah, I know. Yes. It is good. It we have awesome. great
0: talks. So, all right. We'll all see right. you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Life After Debt podcast. If you have any questions or you're still wondering, How can she help me? Reach out to us on our website, reducemydebts.com, and fill out our 15-minute clarity call request. We'd love to hear about your situation and help you and meet you where you are. So don't hesitate. Reach out because truly there is life after debt.